The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Right, now we're going to turn across the Atlantic and one of my favourites, I see him on the train regularly on between Wicklow and Dublin and, and Galway. Larry Donnelly, law lecturer at uh, University of Galway, columnist with the Journal, joins us now to find out not only about Donald Trump, but an academic like himself, uh, the president of Harvard, has resigned. Uh, what's the st- Welcome, Larry. Happy New Year to you. What's the story in ha- at this Ivy League university? Great to be with you too, Ivan. Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. Uh, Claudine Gay was the president uh, of Harvard University in a a remarkably short tenure, only appointed uh, late in 2022. And this all started around October 7th, the horrific incursion uh, by Hamas into Israel. And in its immediate wake, a student group at Harvard uh, of Palestinian students um, released a statement basically saying that they supported Palestine uh, and that this didn't happen in a vacuum. Uh, Gay then came out with a statement that uh, a lot of Harvard donors found unacceptable uh, in that it wasn't sufficiently condemning of what Hamas did. She has been under fire uh, ever since then. And this all kind of came to a head uh, in a congressional hearing where she and two other university presidents uh, were grilled by members of Congress. And what ultimately sank her was when asked by Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, um, does calling for the genocide of Jewish people uh, constitute a violation of the Harvard bullying and harassment policy? Uh, her answer was uh, ambiguous, to say the least, when uh, indeed, I think everyone would have said it should have been a forthright. Uh, absolutely, it violates the bullying and harassment policy. What that unleashed then was a very partisan, uh, arguably motivated by uh, race uh, attack on her background. And indeed, people went fishing around uh, for her PhD dissertation, uh, her publications. And what they found, um, despite the intentions of those who were after it, uh, as malevolent as they might be, they found inexcusable uh, amounts uh, of plagiarism, I think 50 uh, counts, including lifting entire paragraphs from other sources uh, and that sort of thing. And as this all mounted, uh, her position increasingly became uh, untenable, leading to yesterday's resignation. All right. Um, meanwhile, the biggest show in town, the U.S. presidential election. Before we get into Trump, I'm hearing that the best chance of the Democrats beating Trump is to drop Biden. What say you? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've, I've long thought that. I, but the, the, the reality, Ivan, is that, you know, we are very, very late in the game. The, the conversations that should have happened a year or even two years ago uh, are happening now when the reality is the deadlines for primary filing dates, et cetera, et cetera, uh, have passed by. It's very hard for a credible challenger to come forward. And we see no chance that Biden is for turning. He is determined uh, to stay in this, barring something unforeseeable at this juncture. So, uh, the Democrats look to be stuck with Biden, and the, the sad reality is that there are other candidates out there, namely uh, the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, who in a one-on-one with Trump uh, would absolutely wipe the floor with him. But the American people have massive doubts uh, about Joe Biden's physical and mental capacity uh, to handle four more years in the White House. So what you're saying is the Democrats should ditch Biden 
but won't. They they won't. I mean, look, the, you know, in theory, what would happen is that if Biden were to step aside or be persuaded to step aside, uh, you'd have a mad scramble for the, the, the famous or infamous delegates necessary uh, to win the nomination. And this thing would probably ultimately be decided uh, on the floor of the Democratic National Convention. Um, that would be pretty chaotic. Uh, and even if the candidate who emerged would be stronger, uh, uh, the party arguably might be uh, scarred by all the, the, the maneuvering and everything else that would go on. So it would be a massive distraction from uh, the ultimate mission, which is to ensure that Donald Trump doesn't get a second what, term. What, what are the d- dates of the two key conventions? July and August. Democrats convene in August. Republicans convene in July. Uh, so they, they have, you know, until then. Uh, but. Um, you know, look, you know, presidential campaigns in the United States, they're, they're totally distinguishable from anything here. Uh, six months is not a great deal of time, especially when you need to assemble the machinery uh, of a presidential campaign. So in my view, it's probably too little too late at this stage. So uh, in terms of Trump's disqualification, uh, the January 6th insurrection, uh, civil cases, the Florida Uh, breaking of secrecy of confidential state papers and all of that and removed from the ballot in Maine and Colorado. Is that all a bottle of smoke or will it stop him getting onto the ballot paper? I would distinguish the decisions in Colorado, the court decision in Colorado and the Secretary of State decision in Maine from uh, the very serious criminal proceedings. Now, just to take on the criminal proceedings very quickly, uh, there are trial dates affixed to all of those, but I would regard all those trial dates as notional. Uh, If we look at Donald Trump's history in litigation, it is delay, 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 obfuscate, obfuscate, obfuscate. And we can see he's already filed heaps of motions uh, and will continue to drag these things out for as long as possible. So when they will ultimately be resolved is anyone's guess. On the first, uh, in terms of Colorado and Maine, and again, I say this as someone who fears the prospect of a second term uh, for Trump, uh, they are based on what I think is a, le- a legal theory that, in my view, is garbage, to be perfectly frank with you. Uh, and politically speaking, uh, this is playing directly into Donald Trump's hands. It allows him uh, to be the martyr. And, and in terms of these decisions, uh, I think the, pe- the American people will say, wait a second here. It is not for a partisan court made up of seven Democratic appointees, nor for a Democratic secretary of state who's an avowed Trump hater to decide who can be on the ballot or not. That runs directly uh, contrary to the constitutional design. Uh, So I think those will ultimately be overturned uh, by the United States Supreme Court and that Trump uh, will appear on the ballot. But again, in American politics, I'm hesitant to say anything definitively. When I I speak to corporates, CEOs, Americans, and, you know, they're paying our 24 uh, billion in corporation tax and I say, why is, is, you know, it seems ludicrous for Trump to be elected, given all that's gone uh, before. And they said, Ivan, he's promising to reduce corporation tax from 25% to 15%. In Ireland, we're now paying this year 15%. That's a big deal for us. What what do you think is the, the, the you know, the attraction of Trump? Is it that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think certainly for uh, very wealthy individuals, there's no there's no doubt about whose side Trump stands on. But here's where Trump has pulled off an extraordinary feat of politics. Again, no matter how you feel about him, Trump has also convinced uh, millions and millions of disenfranchised 
uh, Americans, uh, primarily uh, the white working class, uh, that he is on their side, that he is their champion. Uh, and that's because he understands where conservatism in the U.S. is. It's not ideologically pure conservatism. It's turn back the clock conservatism. So he has that messaging uh, towards middle America, for lack of a better way of putting it. He reassures corporate America. Is that, is that about abortion or what? It's about abortion and a hell of a lot more. I actually think abortion is a, is a, a, something of a mixed bag, but I think certainly when it comes to uh, let's bring let's open the factories, let's let's you know uh, make things like they were in the 1950s. Uh, there's a racial dimension to it as well. Uh, there's a whole lot of different things. He's also going to include the gender identity issue, parental control, and the sort of woke uh, agenda, as it's generally uh, called. Yeah. Absolutely. But then the, the other element to this, Ivan, and this is the most fascinating development in American politics in the last quarter century, is the drift of Latinos, the fastest growing segment of the American population, towards the Republican Party, not just Trump, but towards the Republican Party generally. And that has truly upended the apple cart for the Democrats in the sense that they thought demography would be destiny. They have gravely, uh, I suppose, mistaken where Latinos would be. They're not just like African-Americans. They're far more conservative on lots of issues and aligned more naturally with Republicans. Larry Donnelly, as always, giving a, a layman's guide to uh, understanding the complexity of US politics. Thank you indeed. Law lecturer at University of Galway and columnist with The Journal. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.